Thanks for that piece of shit, Lieutenant, that's always uh, on his podcast. Pass us. him. <laughs> everybody welcome to the show new york's finest retired unfiltered podcast i'm eric dim your most complaint cop nypd and along with me is the co-host and the founder to the podcast john mccary retired lieutenant nypd john how you doing brother doing well my friend doing well outstanding so if anybody's watching this on youtube i know most of our viewers uh do do listen to this by audio but if you happen to have an opportunity and you look at it on youtube i think the thumbnail is great on this one uh, shout out to Almo that's been making the thumbnails for us. They're outstanding, and uh, I think the message is really impactful. There's definitely some humor behind it, but with humor, there's also some truth. So with that, uh, right now it's a hot topic. It's unfortunate, but car pursuits. And, and unfortunately, John and I have, have foreshadowed that it would turn deadly and badly. And, and it's unfortunate. We had a sergeant yesterday involved in narcotics, part of a team in the Bronx, where they pursued a fleeing perpetrator. The sergeant did uh, deploy and throw a cooler to stop this perpetrator, and ultimately the perpetrator uh, led to his demise and uh, was dead on arrival. A large memorial sits on Aqueduct Avenue tonight. Candles and flowers set up to remember 30-year-old Eric Dupree, killed here yesterday evening during an interaction with an undercover NYPD sergeant. Police say Dupree was on his scooter and was being pursued by undercover officers as part of a narcotics buy and bust operation. You can see part of the chase on this surveillance video. It's my only brother, she told reporters in Spanish outside a makeshift memorial in the Bronx, now adorned with candles, flowers and photos. Eric Dupree was killed after being knocked off his motorcycle by a police sergeant during a drug bust. According to the NYPD, Dupree was caught selling narcotics to an undercover cop on Aqueduct Avenue near West 190th Street in Kingsbridge Heights at around 5.30 Wednesday evening. Police sources say Dupree took off to avoid being apprehended until he was stopped sure. in his tracks by Sergeant Eric Duran. Duran, who was standing on the sidewalk in plain clothes, allegedly tossed a plastic picnic cooler at Dupree's head, causing him to lose control of the bike, hit a parked car, and fall to the ground. We don't accept it. We can't believe that police who supposedly will protect us, take care of us, are the ones that kill us, said Dupree's older sister. Born and raised in the Bronx and part of a Puerto Rican family, he leaves behind a wife and three young children. Just hours after Dupree was pronounced dead, the NYPD posted a statement to social media reading, quote, New York City Police Department Sergeant Eric Duran was suspended from duty without pay following a fatal incident in the Bronx on Wednesday afternoon involving a man attempting to flee from the police on a motorcycle. The state attorney general's office is also investigating Dupree's death. It is a tragedy, but it's important that we talk about this. Uh, Chief Shell has been pretty adamant and expressive about doing car pursuits, and John and I have been opposed to this. And what we're saying is that it was never a police tactic, and it can turn badly. So, John, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about us foreshadowing this particular incident? I feel terrible, you know, and I don't think it was just us that foreshadowed it. I think it was on a lot of people's heads, and I think a lot of people were thinking that when they heard Chief Shell's statement. You know, as much as it was a rah-rah, this isn't happening anymore. People aren't running on the police anymore. It, it, you know, policing is directly involved in politics. And if we're not going to change the politics, you can't change the policing. If you're not going to change the policy, you can't change the policing. And from the instant that these pursuits were starting, I said 
this is violating the NYPD patrol guide. And then he and then Chief Shell comes out on the news and says it's not happening and no more. And it's not happening. Anymore. So I said, then revamp the policy. We are not letting you walk away. We will be compassionate. We'll be kind. We'll give people breaks. But breaking the law, guns, shootings, gang members, robberies with these cars and bikes. We are not having it anymore. Why, why are you not revamping the policy? The policy states this. Your, your, one of these things don't go together. Your statement and the patrol guide policy do not go together. And now, unfortunately, this incident happens. And everyone on that I'm hearing, you know, I think I think me and you are on the same page, Eric. You know, I, I would like to have a different opinion on here, but it's always through private messages that I'm getting a lot of feedback that basically, well, he used the cooler. So let's forget about this guy and he's going to jail and him and his family. And that's it. Let's forget about his years of service. Let's forget about the mission that he was trying to complete, which was directed from Chief Shell. Let's forget all those things. And and the other thing I keep getting, it's not a vehicle pursuit. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Eric, what do you think about that? It's not a vehicle pursuit. Again, this, this goes back to what you and I said on an earlier podcast. We say this constantly offline, just in conversation together. Since day one, with the Inceptions podcast, we talked about this. The cops always find a way to justify when someone takes action, well, it won't happen to me. And also, well, they must have done something else. They always find a way to justify this. Some action they did absolves everyone else. So let's go back and talk about how this all started here, right? The onset of this that really got this conversation going was Chief Shell expressing, you know, on the news and what he said. It, it goes, it, let me circle back just to say it's so important when we talk about leadership. And I said, when it comes to leadership, the vision is, is so important and what that vision is. So his words are important. And his word was the, the fleeing aspect, fleeing perpetrates in this city, no more. It's not going to happen. They're going to pursue these bad guys. He didn't say how. He didn't say if it was, you know, what tools we're going to utilize. He didn't say that if you could use a cooler or not. He just said that it, no more. It's not going to happen. So. He wasn't very specific on that message, but his message was it's not going to happen. So it's so important for a lead to understand the impact of their words. And that impacted the situation, in my opinion. It's, I, I, I'm not understanding the whole cooler thing, and I'm not understanding how no one could see this as a vehicle pursuit. Um, a hand-to-hand -hand happens to narcotic sergeants involved and his team. I guess they're doing buy and bust. Perpetrator flees on a moped. What is the definition of a vehicle pursuit? You're pursuing somebody for a crime that is on a vehicle. Doesn't say you have to be in a car. You could be on a bicycle. You could be on foot. You could be in, in an ATV. Remember the, the three-wheel scooters? You could be in anything. You could be in a helicopter. You are involved in a vehicle pursuit. You're involved in a vehicle pursuit. When, when Unfortunately, when the sergeant utilizes what's available to him to get him off of off of the, off of the moped because that is the ultimate goal of when you're looking to stop a fleeing felon on a vehicle right is to stop them and get them off and there's no way to do that without using force which has been seen all, every time in the 600 percent increase of all of these things it ends up in a car crash it ends up with someone getting pushed off the scooter and it ends up with or someone getting kicked or punched off the scooter so i'm not seeing what what the cooler has to do with anything i'm really not that that fact alone bothers me because every single pursuit that we've seen, vehicle pursuit, has ended in a crash. And the people that were involved in it were just lucky that no one died 
or that a perp didn't die because when it's an innocent purpose person like happened three nights ago in the bronx when when uh elderly female got ran over during a vehicle pursuit we don't hear anything about it you know great job to deputy commissioner of uh, public information uh shepherd you're doing a great job letting the public not know what is actually going on and when they're actually in a danger going to push the news out and we're only going to suspend cops when it's actually a criminal when it's it's someone that's actually committed a crime not when it's just a random innocent bystander so great job on your part i i have been in constant contact with cops ever since ever since this incident happened and right away right away what i heard was well he threw a cooler at him so it it just completely it's a game changer it completely changes the scenario and again i, I i'm with you john i don't get it i don't understand right one thing that we learn in the police department is tools and resources, right? We have tools on our belt. We have tools in our car. We have tools at our disposal to utilize. And we also have resources that we learn to overcome and adapt. Just like I did in the Marine Corps, we learned that in the police department. And we utilize what's in and around our surroundings that could be potential resources to gain to, to gain a, a, an accomplishment, to, to apprehend a perpetrator. Body cam appears to show a Daytona Beach police officer striking a suspect with a tennis racket while the suspect was being attacked by a canine. Get off the door! The video shows the officer warning the suspect that if he doesn't comply, he will release the canine. Police canine, get on the ground, you're gonna get bit. After a couple more warnings, the officer released the canine from its leash, and it headed right toward the suspect. As the officer gets closer, the suspect is seen holding a tennis racket and trying to fight the dog off. That's when the officer appears to grab the tennis racket from the suspect's hand and hit him in the head with it. I don't understand if it made a difference if he threw a pair of cuffs, if he threw a baton. If he just yelled at him or he threw a deployment of a strike or he grabbed at his shoulders or utilized a cooler, I don't see what makes a difference. And everyone is trying to play semantics here, whether it was a pursuit or not. And some have said, well, they were just following them and they're on foot. Or we've heard that, right? I hate to tell them, but if they have an opportunity to look at the dictionary, but when you follow someone, you are pursuing someone. It's the same thing. It doesn't make a difference if you're in a car, you're on foot. That when you're in when you're uh, watching someone and you're following them, that is a pursuit. And, and, and one thing is important, and John, I want you to reflect on this. John and I have been opposed to this whole ideology of pursuits. We're not saying that what the sergeant did is right, that he should get involved in this pursuit for a hand-to-hand -hand or whatever the drug transaction was. But what we're saying is that everyone is now isolated the sergeant. He's on an island by himself. He's already He's got leprosy, and the sergeants are... And the sergeant, according to the cops, they have justified why he may lose his job or potentially face jail time. And they're not supporting him. That's the problem that I have. Double talk, mixed messaging, and everybody's fine with it. Everybody's fine with it. Eric said it. You guys are like battered wives. It wasn't his fault. He had to hit me. He had to hit me. Chief Shell didn't do anything. It's not his fault. He didn't, you know, he had to do it. He had to, we had to do it. First off, one, I don't know why we have a narcotics team. There's open drug use allowed in New York City streets. So that's number one. So I don't know why we're even going after people for hand-to-hands. If, if, if it's okay to use in the street, then I guess it's okay to sell, right? I, guess, I don't understand what, the, what, what we're even doing, why there's even a narcotics team. I agree it's a minor crime. So like a fake plate, 
like driving recklessly, like smoking marijuana in the car. All of these things are minor crimes, right? Which are 99% of the, the vehicle pursuits you get into, which is, again, this is a vehicle pursuit because the perpetrator was on a vehicle, a collision, whatever they call a collision report, which used to be an accident report for those was prepared. So obviously it's a pursuit, right? AIS came out, right? FID came out, right? Unfortunately, the male died. But the way the reaction from the rank and file and from the upper echelon now is that basically that this sergeant killed him. When I don't believe that was his intention, the man did die, unfortunately, um, because like we've been saying, people are going to die when you use this as a tool to go after police while you're not paying attention to, by the way, the fact that every time after you smash into people or kill innocent people or kill a fleeing perpetrator, what you're not acknowledging is the perpetrators suffer no consequence, but it's not happening no more. It's not happening no more. It's good. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're not a family anymore because he threw a cooler. We don't care about him and his family anymore because he threw a cooler. Yeah, let's go back to what Chief Shell said, right? Again, I say leadership is so important. And I've commented on his, on his leadership style several times. I said it's not weak leadership, it's poor leadership. And we have foreshadowed this. And I have said, and I've been pretty expressive about it, what he's saying is going to cause deaths. It's just the laws of probability, especially in metropolis like New York City. I've read the articles, I see it throughout the country. We just did a prior podcast. Anyone that views it, it's out to, It's out today. You'll have an opportunity to see. We actually have a video in there that reflects a cop that was actually sentenced. And the cop actually took a plea before he went to trial. I want you to think about the, the nomenclature of what's going on in this country. The cop took a plea before they actually went to trial. That never happened in our history because cops always had the benefit of the doubt, and it's over. Now, now it's the understanding that's the phenomenon that cops get indicted, cops get charged, and cops get sentenced, and cops do jail time. And that's what's going to happen here. And what he said is completely irresponsible. He sounds like a cowboy. He's not giving you structure and discipline to be a warrior. He's giving you information so that you're a reckless cowboy. And now where is he? Because he's not standing up and saying, hey, I gave the message that absolutely no more. There'll be no more fleeing felons. There'll be no more fleeing perpetrators to do what it takes to get them apprehended. Because it's unfortunate, but I'm telling the public as is, death is a byproduct of this type of policing. It's just a byproduct. It's, it's unfortunate. It's a tragedy. But if this is going to be his tactic, that he follows with the department, this is his vision. Keep in mind, to a cop, to a sergeant that's out of the street, a three-star chief, chief of patrol is like God to them. So when God gives out that information, just like Mayor Eric and Mayor Eric Adams says he's a child of God and people talk to him, you know what? The cops are getting spoken to by you, Chief Shell, and the information that you said is leading this sergeant, unfortunately, to civil liability. You're leading him to possible termination, which that's the way it's looking, and ultimately possibly being sentenced to jail time because of your words. I don't care if there's a cooler involved or what's involved. The bottom line is he was told, every cop was told, it doesn't happen anymore to get that perpetrator. And that is what was embedded in his mind. I, I personally think it's poor leadership. I, I don't even think he's a leader. I think he's a true follower. He's a follower in every sense of the word. Like when he stand there like a good little boy after he heard that people that look like him are not youthful and do not present a proper image for the NYPD. So I think he's a good follower. So Chief Shaw, I hope you're listening to this. I know you've listened to other ones. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you really quick. 
This is the weakest response I've ever seen from the NYPD in New York City history. So you have taken the cape. You have taken the reins from Jimmy O'Neill. You have taken the reins from Dermot Shea. You guys are now the worst administration in the NYPD. Before this investigation even put out, you put out a statement on how the sergeant was suspended. Before there was even a proper investigation done, hanging your hats on it was a cooler and it wasn't a vehicle pursuit while you sit there and hide behind that memo. You're the weakest regime ever. When the next mayoral administration comes in, you should all be on the chopping block. You should all be demoted back down to captain. The entire executive staff of the NYPD, including the sergeant, who's now the assistant chief of staff, who just, who's getting promoted, which is another ridiculous thing. There is a complete breakdown in structure and leadership. Um, I watched something recently on Sammy the Bull Gravano, and he was talking about right before the, the, the Colombo crime family fell, how there was a, they were just promoting guys and making them captains and lieutenants. That's exactly what's going on right now. There is no leadership. I, I don't even want to say it's weak. There is none. They're a bunch of followers. They're following these progressives, and they all overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. But they're all bowing down and continuing to take a knee like they did in 2020. They're still on their knees. It's disgusting. And you just threw this guy to the wolves after he followed your instructions. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I want the public to understand. And especially the cops. Cops have been in contact with. John, you've been in contact with. We're not saying that, hey, he did the right thing. You know what? But according to the vision of the police department, because that was what was expressed on the news, he did. If you actually think about it, he did what his boss told him to do. His boss said, pursue a fleeing perpetrator. No more will people flee the police. And he did exactly what he was told. And ultimately, it led to the demise of a perpetrator. It's a tragedy. It's unfortunate. But it is a byproduct of this type of policing. And this policing is what he put his stamp on. He is the chief of patrol. He's the three-star chief. There's not many chiefs on the job. There's only a few people that have this power in the police department. And he utilized this power irresponsibly, not thinking of what this may cause. It led, again, back to what you're saying. It's a shame we're not hearing about it. An innocent elderly woman who was killed incidental to, to a to a car pursuit and here we have someone that was directly involved in a pursuit and, and died i don't want to hear this anymore that it was a pursuit or not a pursuit we're following if you're following someone you are pursuing them if you are if your goal your goal to achieve is to apprehend this perpetrator and they have not stopped when you directed them to by your turret lights by your sirens by your voice on the mic or by you honking the horn by you beeping that sound Guess what? You are now pursuing them. Even if you follow them for a block, you have now pursued them. At any point, it could turn. You don't know. Let's be honest. When you're following a car, you don't know where it's going to turn. Who's in charge? The person who's fleeing is in charge. You're following them. You're leading their direction. So it can go any way it goes. If they if they mow down and kill 10 people, yes, they did it themselves, but they're going to hold you responsible because you actually initiated this car pursuit. You're the one who's supposed to know better and stand back. Again, I'm going to re reiterate how I feel about this. I don't believe it's a policing tool. I believe it's a last resort. If someone is kidnapped or someone's hanging out the window, firing shots, actually killing people, yes, you engage that pursuit. Just like that state trooper did in Georgia where a truck was actively mowing people down with his car. He pursued that car and took him down. What the heck? Oh, oh, the constables are coming. That's it, the constables are coming. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. oh Rim, over. 
Oh, you you oh, gone, baby. You gone, baby. You gone. You caught, buddy. You caught like a mother. You caught, baby. 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 You caught like a mother, baby. You caught like a mother, baby. You caught like a mother, baby. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, dude, I'm so annoyed. I, I don't even want to talk because I, I just want to curse. Like, I, I just want to scream and curse out of my mouth because it, it, the stupidity level is there. It's, it really is. The, the days of it being over are the days of police work. What should be over is police work because what we've seen is the New York City Police Department has turned into the New York Party Department. Where is the police commissioner? He's never spoken on policy one time. All he does is walk around and hand out flyers that crimes down. Crimes up 60% on Staten Island. It's up, I'm sorry, it's up 38% for the year. It's up 60% for a two-year period. Crime is down 0.08% in, in New York City as of the current numbers. I mean, all we're seeing is that a propaganda department. And, and where is he? He's at every, every event, every social event, taking pictures. He's talking about lighting one police plaza up that ends slavery. Meanwhile, there's more people enslaved currently. There's 50 million people enslaved in the world today currently than when slavery was legal. But no, we're going to light up one police plaza. Like we like our greatest virtue signal was we ended slavery when we actually didn't. There's more slavery today than there ever was in human history. Great job for lighting it up. Great job. Um, how about you light up? How about you light up for those people that are actually in slavery? How about you do that? Because there's no messaging. There's no police commissioner. The first step is in Israel. What the hell is the NYPD doing in Israel? What what goal is in Israel other than Eric Adams is going there to get money? This department has turned into a huge grift. None of these people have integrity. None of them. None of them. Was Chief Pontello a smart guy? Absolutely. He's, he was one of the smartest guys there was there. Do I consider him someone that I would elect to be a chief? No, I wouldn't follow the guy across the street. He was dead silent the whole time in 2020, just like the rest of these guys. The department is in shambles. Do not listen to these guys. The only thing that should be over is the fact that you're not going to pursue unless it's in extreme extingent circumstances. Because if you do, when someone dies, whether you throw a cooler, whether you kick them, whether you punch them, whether you push them, whether you yell and scare at them, or you smash them with the car like we do every day on New York City streets, you're going to jail, big guy, and you're losing your job, and everything's done. Everything's gone, and guess what? You know what Chief Shout's going to be? Hiding behind his memo like this. Oh, yeah. I put the memo out. I put the memo out. I put the memo out. You know, you're 100% right. And what these guys should be saying right now is if you are in this situation, this happens to you, you're, you're lucky if you only get terminated. Because after you get terminated, they're going to take your house. Go home and explain to your wife how they took your house. And they're going to take every every personal, personal object that you own because of something that happened on duty. And you're going to tell your wife, honey, look at this clip here. Chief Shell said to go out and get these perpetrators to do everything it takes this is my job. I did what I had to do. Look, now we have nothing left. Oh, by the way, honey, I got a trial coming up, and now you're going to jail. And I'm tired of it. I've been in contact with so many cops. I'm tired of saying, John and I are here speaking the truth. We are helping you by exposing the truth. And you guys, you just keep you're absolving the chief, and you keep trying to find ways to justify why this sergeant is wrong. And that's why I put a tweet out, and I put on Instagram. This is one of the few organizations in the entire world that eats its own. No one is standing there saying, given this sergeant the benefit of the doubt, saying, listen, hey, this is the information that he got. He was told to go out there and do this. Who's going to help him? 
Instead, they've already they've already condemned him. He now has leprosy. You want to talk about mental health? This guy is on his own, on an island on his own. People are probably afraid to even talk to him. He's just completely stained. And if he goes to jail, they're going to wash their hands and say, you know what? No one told him to throw a cooler. Somehow this cooler just changed the game on everything. And it completely absolved Chief Shell. What you should be asking is, where is Chief Shell? He should get back on the news and give his tough talk, like his tough guy talk, like he was doing before, saying, you know what? I told them to go out there and do this. I told them. You know what? It's unfortunate this this perpetrator met his demise, but he did exactly what I told him to do. That's what a real leader does. Take responsibility and accountability for their actions and for their words. The guy didn't go out there to kill somebody with a cooler that day. It was, it was an unfortunate incident. So that's number one. Secondly, he deserves to process an improper investigation. And he didn't get that. By the time he was, he was suspended, only a few hours later, he didn't get that at all. I mean, the, the messaging of a true leader would have been, this is under investigation. He was following directions and doing police work. Unfortunately, when you flee the police, it becomes very dangerous for you. And we highly recommend that. But until, that, until this investigation is complete, we will not, we will not have any further statements. But no, we don't do that. We just we just move, suspend him. So automatically, he's not getting indemnified. Automatically, he's done, this guy. Nobody wants to know him. Oh, the cooler, the cooler, the cooler. Take the cooler, shove it wherever you, wherever, wherever you want, because it doesn't matter. You know, 8-14-23, I put out a statement from, uh, from a cop who's on the job. And what he said to me was after the memo dropped, he said, he said to me, if the pursuit is successful and no one is injured, we will praise you. And post your photo on Twitter. If the pursuit goes bad, we will fire you and you will be prosecuted. 8 14 23. This, this year, that's what he said. He said it in relation to the memo, where again, all I'm telling you to do, what should we do? What should we do? You should follow that memo. You shouldn't follow the guy that's hiding behind that memo. You should follow a vehicle pursuit must be terminated whenever the risk to the members of service and the public outweigh the danger to the community if the suspect is not immediately apprehended. Guess what, guys? Nobody cares about drugs anymore. So if he flees on you and something goes bad, nobody cares. If he has a gun in the car, nobody cares. Nobody cares unless it's an extreme, extingent circumstancing. Murder, assault, rape, Something violent and extreme, a terrorist attack, a car ramming, something like that. Anything short of that, this is not a tool. This never was a tool. It should never be a tool. Only a moron would think it's a tool in New York City. And we have him, and he's appointed as the chief of patrol, following Jeffrey Madry's coattails, hoping to be the chief of the department one day. But he forgets. He's not youthful. He's not youthful, that's for damn sure. And he doesn't uh, perceive the proper image. So he's, in my opinion, he's just holding on. And if they do promote him, it's just because they're going to continue to stay silent while he while he strings himself up because he is the full guy. Again, where are the unions? Right now, we should see the unions. I don't care since he's 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 a sergeant. He's part of the SBA. Every union should be involved. There should be a coalition. Every union should be involved. There should be a class action lawsuit, and you should be suing Chief Shell and saying right now that. He's given bad information and bad leadership, which is leading to the cops ending their careers and ending their lives. That's exactly where this is going. I mean, look, we just did a prior podcast and we showed what happened to a cop in Minneapolis. He was involved in a tour. He was involved in pursuit. I'm sure he had good intentions. He wanted to get the perpetrator and he played. 
He pled to the case even before it went to trial. What do you think is going to happen in New York City where the light is shining right now? What do you think is going to happen in New York City to you? Stop. I'm calling to the cops right now. Stop absolving the chief from this. He's not God. He's a man just like you. And this is a man. The only reason that he's a chief is because he's stuck around long enough. That's the only reason why he's not any smarter than you. He's giving you bad information. And like John said, you know what? You need to start going by what's on paper, what's documented. Read the disciplinary matrix. Read what you're facing. And listen to what John said here. You need to go by what's in that patrol guide. That memo, all that memo was, was just regurgitating what you already know, what you should know, what's in the patrol guide. And ultimately, what's in that patrol guide, I can tell you right now, I can sum it up for you. You ready? Don't do it except a kidnapping or someone is firing, actively firing out the window. Other than that, don't do it. You don't need a big procedure to read. I'm telling you right now, that's a procedure. No, stop today. And shame on all you guys that justifying that this guy did the wrong thing. Shame on every single one of you. The only thing that this guy did wrong is take advice from this chief. It's take the double talk chief, follow the fall guy, because you're going to be the fall guy first. They're always going to layer themselves. That's the only thing that this guy did wrong. 13 years, he's a narco sergeant. I'm sure he has very good experience. I'm sure he's been involved in thousands of incidents without incident. But an unlucky, fateful day turned it. Wasn't his fault the guy decided to hop on a moped and drive on a, on a sidewalk almost running people over. But if he would have ran someone over, it would have been fine. As long as that sergeant didn't try to stop him, it's fine, right? But we're not having it no more. But we're not having it no more. But that's not happening no more. So, but oh, it would have been fine if he would have just ran someone over on the street, though, right? Because that, that's okay. You could just drive on, on, a, on a scooter, on a, flee on a moped, commit a crime, run from the police, hop on a scooter. The only problem, the only people that, that, that's at fault here is this sergeant. That's it, because he picked up a cooler, because that cooler has it all. The, the unions have the water, nice fresh water for Chief Shell and for the mayor. They're holding their water. Here you go, Chief. Here you go. And they're not going to say a word. And they're huddling down in their offices right now. I'm telling you all right now, if I ever come back, if I ever decide to run, I am pulling all your appearances because you are completely useless. You're better off in a uniform standing on a foot post. You're completely, utterly useless. That's it. I'm sick of these. There are no unions. There are no police unions. They're there for your dental and your health care. And as you could clearly see, they're trying to sell you out that, on that, too. They've been selling you out on your contracts for years. All of us. They greatly affected all of us. And, and, and that's the end of it. Congratulations. You got a contract you deserve. They, they tried to sell out your health care. Shout out to Marion Pizzatola, who on her own, retiree who cared, that protected the right that you were granted when you signed that contract. Shells. You should all be out on the street with him. You should all be doing car chases. All of you, president and all, all the way down. Oh, absolutely. I, and listen, I can't agree with you more. I mean, this this whole thing is an abomination. And what I'm going to say right now is this: it may piss some people off and offend them. For the people out there that have been in complete opposition to what John and I are saying, oh, you know, we're not in New York City anymore. Why do we care? Why don't we go move on with our lives, enjoy our retirement? We're just two ranking lieutenants. If that's what you actually believe, then you know what? Don't follow us on Instagram. Don't follow us on Twitter. Don't watch us and don't listen to us. If you think we're just ranting and you like the way things are going, you like that if someone is involved in a situation that the whole department just eats 
eats this person away and leads them. It's almost like they're leading to into his death. You know what? Yeah, you're right. The sergeant threw a cooler. It changed it. Here you go. Put him on a silver platter. Take the jail. And nobody cares. We'll absolve the chief because he's gone. If you like the way things are going, if you think that's the way things should go and continue, then you should not be listening to this podcast because we're saying that's completely wrong. And what we're saying, and I believe in leadership, set an example and being accountable. Who's holding Chief Shell accountable? His words are important. You know what? I like to reflect back on what Dermot Shea said. And I think he's by far one of the worst commissioners we've ever had. But he said something, and I think it's important. He said words matter. And you know what? They do, especially when they come from someone as powerful as you, Chief Shell. Your words do matter to your troops. And that's the message you gave. And don't say, well, I didn't say throw a cooler. I didn't say, you know, engage him in this manner. No, you made a broad stroke just like Bob Ross. Paint the little tree. Paint the sky. That's what you said. No more. Get everyone. You didn't say how. You didn't say in what manner. And then your sidekick here, Chief Madry, realized what's going on and put out that memo. And I tell you, it's impeccable timing. Right before we led to the death of an innocent elderly woman and then a fleeing perpetrator. And as far as I'm concerned, you know what, John? He's actually innocent because he would not have been charged anyway. That case would have been declined prosecution. He would, they would, he would be home. There's no bail. And it's not going anywhere. So he is innocent. So why are we even pursuing this guy? It's absolutely ridiculous. Don't play some magic and tell me what a pursuit is. When one vehicle is involved, and we all know what that is, that's a motor, that's and that's a, a body that has a, a motor capability of moving without its own power, right? That's a motor. That's a vehicle. And if you pursue on foot, whatever the case is, or you pursue with your eyes, you're pursuing them. And if you if it leads to their death, you're on the hook. Absolutely. Anyone that disagrees with this, because I know you're all listening, you could come on here. You do media. You do ground ball, softball, layup media, CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox. You do all these ground balls. Come on here. Explain it to us. You see me and Eric, we haven't beat up one person that came on here. Not even cop watch. We won't beat you up. Explain that. Explain exactly what happened and what this sergeant did wrong that he deserved to get immediately suspended within two hours. Explain to me how that cooler is any different than anything else we've seen from, from a pursuit and and – and truly, try to sit here and explain to us how that isn't a pursuit. Explain it. Because it, 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 if you even think that, you're not thinking. The suspect was on a vehicle fleeing. It doesn't matter if you were pursuing him at a slow rate of speed, on foot, on a bicycle, on a skateboard. doesn't matter. You're in pursuit. It's a vehicle pursuit. Come on here. Try to debunk what we're saying. You can't. That's why we're the experts. And that's why you are still on your knees from 2020, bow down to your progressive masters, just waiting for a next bump, $5,000 in pay. You're disgusting. The reason me and Eric care is because we love New York City. We care about the people in New York City, and you obviously don't. You only care about your career, and it's a joke, and it's a shell of the NYPD is a shell of what it was. It's disgusting. We're always a family man, 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 at all these fucking events. And what, and what this guy is going to just be out in the cold, him, his children, his wife and his kids are going to be out in the cold. Everyone's turning back. We didn't tell him that, bro. We didn't tell him pick up his scooter, bro. It's a joke. It's disgusting. I'm, I, I'm honestly disgusted. I, I, I swear it makes me want to move back and run. I swear it does just because I would love to walk in an executive all in conference, two stars and above. You're all demoted back to captain.
great job. You've done a great job the last three years. You're all demoted back to captain. Well, absolutely. I love the fact you said if I was mayor, which I have no no desire to be, but if I was mayor of New York City, the first thing I would do is remove John Shell for his statements. They were inflammatory, reckless. They provide no discipline and no structure. I want, if I had a chief patrol chief, I want them to be warriors. I want them to have that spirit to core, but I want it to be structured and disciplined. And you have to know when to strike and how to strike. What he should be doing is putting his foot down saying, hey, we need the support so that we can go out and get these perpetrators. We have to utilize the most smart policing tactics that are effective. Intrusive police work is effective, but we can't do intrusive police work until we strip down all this crazy legislation that has been implemented that inhibits and handicaps, handicaps the cops from doing their job. So with all that being said, he decided to up the ante and have these cops go out and pursue vehicles, run around like maniacs, and take a chance that will get these perpetrators and no one's going to die. Did he not think about this or he just didn't care? I mean, he had to realize he knows himself. He personally was involved in a situation with a vehicle that went bad where he had to fire a round. And supposedly he fired that round accidentally, whatever the case is. He was absolved of that situation. I don't know too much about it, but I know he personally was involved. So he should know how these cases could turn out in a deadly manner. What do you think about that, John? Himself being involved in the case personally, and yet he's sending out this message. Is it just he wants to sound like a tough guy? Is it just he wants to be heard? What do you think this is? It's complete, utter stupidity. He's the fall guy. He's too dumb to see it. He's too dumb to protect his men and women. And anyone on this job that thinks this upper echelon or the unions are going to go to bat for you, just look what they did in 2020. Look what they did in 2020 when the BLM riots were came and you were told to stand down and everyone demonized you. Not one person said a word that you guys were out there saving New York City. And we were out there, too. So I don't want to hear shit about, oh, you guys are retired. And then look what they did to us in 2021. For all you people that were holding on to your religious beliefs, holding on to your medical autonomy, right? What they do? Where were these chiefs? Where were those unions? They're exactly where they're going to be anytime something goes bad when you're dealing with a criminal. Know who you're dealing with. Take the blinders off. Take it where it's coming from. It's the last thing I'm going to say about this because we've been speaking about vehicle pursuits. They're dumb. If you go out and do it, it's on your own. It is no longer the New York City Police Department. Put your name on that because that's who's going to go to jail. That's who's going to be responsible to pay the money and that who is going to be the bad guy. And no one's going to remember your name. These fraternal organizations are going to continue to have their parties. They're not going to care. Just like when I, I got forced out and everyone was going, showing their nice little cards. And I was getting notifications that I can't go to things that I paid for because I have to show this and that. And everybody's wearing their masks like good little boys and girls. That's exactly where they're going to be. I'm disgusted. Totally disgusted that everyone's turning their back on this guy. Totally, totally disgusted with it. The only people people should be turning their back on is these people who are appointed by elected progressives who are still on their knees and they're on them for them. And I'm going to say it one more time. They all overwhelmingly supported Trump. They all overwhelmingly agree. They all overwhelmingly don't want the migrants coming to New York City, but they'll never tell you. You know what they're going to tell you? Cases are up. Put your mask on, good boys and girls. Okay? Violate your rights one more time. Violate your civil rights one more time. And you're going to do it. And you're going to continue to go out and run. And good luck to you. 
Yeah, exactly. And the cops, you need to wake up and think about this. This charge right now, God forbid, I can tell you right now, I would put my money on it. He probably will He probably will be terminated and lose his job. But right now, he has to ask himself, will he get sentenced and actually do jail time? And John and I have been in contact with numerous cops that are facing charges right now, not just from intrusive police work, from 911 calls, that they were unlucky to be at that particular call, that they're actually facing charges from Alvin Bragg as we speak. And this here was initiated by the Bronx team. What do you think is going to happen? And, and, and Darcel Clark is no fan to the cops either, just in line and on par with Alvin Bragg. This particular sergeant, if he does jail time, Chief Shell is never going to visit him. His, if he's married, his wife is going to move on. She, she's, she, and she has a right to have a life. If he has kids, they're going to move on. Life is going to move on, and he's going to be stagnant in the same spot. Everyone is going to move on without you. I hate to tell the truth, but that's what happens. Everyone will live their life, and you will be stuck, and you'll be sitting there. But I did my job. I did what I was told to do. Where is Chief Shell? Well, he's not by your side. By that time, he'll be retired, and he'll be doing something else for the city, making some other paycheck. And he's going to completely forget about you. Why? Because you threw a cooler. He's absolving the situation. I didn't say throw a cooler. I said get the bad guys with the car. I didn't say throw a cooler. If you believe that, you know what? Then I, I, I hate to say it. John's right. You are a moron. You need to wake up. But, John, where are the unions in this? Where? And I'm tired of the unions just giving advice. You know what? You shouldn't do this. Or I recommend this. Way. No. The union, that's what we do. We give you expert analysis and we give you advice. We're not on the job anymore. The union is supposed to give you direction and say, you know what? Stop immediately. And, and Pat Hendry or any of these guys has to step up and be strong enough to say, you know what? Chief Shell, we're not doing it. Stop it right now. And even if that means that puts you on the hook, you're the leader. Take responsibility. Drive that ship. Suit up. Put your vest on. Put your gun belt on. Get out there, boys. Go do everything else. The unions are nowhere. I just want to end on this one last thing. Uh, you know, we just wanted to get this information to you. It's, it's imperative that it gets out because this is ridiculous because you're going to hear the whole narrative of how bad the sergeant is when it's it, when it's not the case. The only thing this guy did is be a good cop, is be a proactive cop. Unfortunately, someone died. That was never his objective. But why is it okay? Why is it was it okay that Jose LaSalle wasn't arrested when he pushed that guy off the scooter and he flew towards the underpass on, on the train, that big metal stanchion holding up the train? Why was that okay? Why was that fine? Why wasn't Jose LaSalle arrested? Oh, because it was lucky enough that the guy didn't die? So this, this guy does basically the same exact thing. What's the difference between a push or I throw a cooler at you? What is the difference? There is zero difference in a push or I throw the cooler at you. Jose LaSalle wasn't arrested. You're, you're cheering and chanting this sergeant being fired and being arrested. You're all morons. You got the exact beaten wife syndrome. It's not my fault. It's not his fault. Don't arrest him, officer. Don't arrest him, officer. And you're throwing, and you're throwing the guys that are coming to save you under the bus. Listen. We told you guys not to do it, but we're here to support you. When it happens, we're going to be keep putting out the message regardless of what anybody says. I don't care about Chief Shell. I don't care about Eric Adams. We don't care about anybody. The, any of the politicians, you name them, any of the police organizations, any of you fraternal organizations, any of you people that make T-shirts, we don't care about any of you. We're saying the names. We're calling it out. You're not. 
either either jump on the bandwagon or get the hell out of our way because we'll run you over too. Absolutely. You heard it here. New York's finest for Town Filter 265 Police Live. Everybody, work from our sponsors. Thank you very much. Law enforcement professionals dedicate their lives to serving and protecting our community. But who's protecting their financial futures? That's where Laidlaw Blue comes in. Our wealth management platform is specifically designed for the law enforcement community. Laidlaw Blue is a division within Laidlaw Wealth Management run by retired New York City detective John McDermott. His status as a retired detective uniquely positions him to establish a deep connection between Laidlaw Blue and the law enforcement community. Our platform is easy to use and provides a range of financial services, including investment management, retirement planning, and insurance solutions. With Laidlaw Blue, you can secure your financial future and provide for your loved ones. Our team of experienced financial advisors understands the unique challenges and opportunities that law enforcement professionals face. We're here to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning and achieve your goals. Laidlaw Blue, secure your financial future today. Book a meeting using the QR code displayed or call us directly on 888-901-BLUE. That's 888-901-BLUE. 265 Police Live. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Give us a like and subscribe. If you want this T-shirt, everything's going to be in the, in the comments. For those of you that listen on audio, everything will be in the comments. Links to all social media, to where you can purchase search from, where you could get any of that. Guys, we got to get the message out there. We got to keep fighting. We got to get the truth out there. We got to stop playing politics and stop worrying about what's politically correct. That's what we're doing. We're not trying to be at war with you. We're trying to open your eyes. I wouldn't follow this guy across the street after this. Shame on you if you do. Want to end us off, brother? No, that was outstanding. Great way to end it. You know what? Like you said, don't just be a follower. Be a leader. Think about it. Protect everyone else around you and protect yourselves. Think about your family. Start to put yourself first. I used to learn one thing in the Marine Corps. In order to help others, you have to help yourself first. The same thing goes with cops. Don't forget yourselves. Don't bury each other. Stop eating one another. Take care of each other. Actually think about what that means. Everyone, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you.